Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. Today, we are excited and privileged to welcome Master Car Restorer, host of Motor Trends Chasing Classic Cars, and owner of F40 Motorsports, Mr. Wayne Carini. Wayne, first and foremost, thank you for taking your time to speak with us today. I had the pleasure of meeting you at Amelia Island's Concourse in 2019. And before we begin, I want to recognize John Nickus, who uh, has been such a pleasure to work with in coordinating this podcast with you. Uh, we are grateful for your and John's support of our podcast. And so let us begin. Well, Wayne, uh, and I know we were just talking early, just a moment ago saying thank you for your time today. And we're fans, and we appreciate your time uh, talking with us. And I know that's that you spent take the time to actually communicate with your fans. And what are some of the motivations for that and other ways that you stay in touch with the people who enjoy what you do? Well, good morning. Very nice to speak with you guys, too. Um, you know, what What has really opened my eyes uh, in the collector car hobby, now I've been in the collector car hobby since uh, oh, probably the 50s with my dad. My dad was the founder of the Model A Restores Club of America, mm. and he restored uh, vintage cars, uh, classic cars, Model A Fords, uh, a little bit of everything. So I've been in this... Uh, business and in this hobby for so long but when i when i got my tv show and uh i went around and and met so many people it's amazing how many people reach out to to somebody that they see on tv and they <laughs> they almost are, are like family you know so mm -hmm. um our fans of the show are true blue fans they're really great people and and i feel like i'm i'm their friend too and so it's it's a joy for me to go out and meet people at car shows, uh, communicate through the internet with them, through emails and, and all our, um, all our interaction platforms that we have. And, and, um, uh, basically, you know, just see if I can help them and, and see if they can, uh, enlighten me too. You know, one thing that my father always taught me and I've, I've always respected it. And I, I teach my grandson right now is, is that you don't know everything about everything. You're so mm -hmm. be willing to learn every day. Mm -hmm. And so by speaking to people and understanding where they're coming from, um, I learn an awful lot. And if I don't learn something every day, I, I don't feel fulfilled. Oh, that's awesome. And, and so I, I know that, um, for, uh, I believe you, went in 50% with your father after graduation. Is that correct, sir? Yeah. So I was, um, I was, uh, I went to, um, high school in Glastonbury, Connecticut, mm -hmm. and then went off to, um, try to become an architect. I went to Pratt Institute of Technology down in New York and mm -hmm. that didn't work out so well after about the first semester I left there and eventually, um, graduated a art education degree in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. and went back to work for my dad for that summer after graduating and um, never looked back. Gotcha. Um, Ferrari started to, to come to the shop, and I started fixing Ferraris, and, mm -hmm. and which was my true passion, sure. sports cars. Right, right. And, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, life goes by. I get married, have children, and here I am today with a TV show. It's just an amazing <laughs> I've been a very lucky and fortunate person. Well, no, then that's wonderful. And I understand um, also that you, uh, when you were introduced to the idea of, you know, uh, you know the, the TV channel coming to you and saying, hey, we just want to follow you, 
around with the camera. And I think you were a little reserved at the idea, but uh, obviously it is it is really taken off for you. And it's a wonderful show, by the way. Thank you, thank you, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. When when Jim Ostrowski, the the head of the production company, uh, called me after reading a, an article in the New York Times about me, um, uh, I thought he was just somebody from a local, you know, mm-hmm. cable news or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and he said, "No, I, I I actually do shows for Discovery Channel, and uh, we're looking for some automotive content." And and uh, he said, "I just want to follow you around with the camera." Right. And I said, "Why would people? Why would people <laughs> want to watch what I do? I just don't get it." But okay, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are, sixteen seasons later. Here we're still going at it. Uh, that's fantastic, Wayne. I think the reason why I enjoy watching is because I grew up holding a flashlight, and every time my yep. grandfather was doing something on a car, it was always holding the flashlight. I thought, I still think to this day that I'm a master flashlight holder, but I know that's not true. <laughs> Somewhere, my grandfather's going. No, you guys still work on that. You got to, <laughs> you got to start. You got to start somewhere. And a flashlight holder is perfect. I was, I was the beer gopher with my cousin's hot rod. <laughs> nice. you know, I was getting ready to say so, that. I think we all grew up helping our fathers work on our cars back in the day. I know I did. Eric did. Jason did. I did. Yep. And uh, I agree with you. I learned how to cuss and how to get Miller Lights out of the cooler <laughs> from my dad. And That's hold right. a flashlight. There you go. And yeah. hold a flashlight. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> so, all, so all at the same time, too. So you see, you, you, you mastered to, your skill. I learned how to multitask. That's right. Absolutely. Well, right. And one of the things that I know we always talk about the human experience that the car brings out. And looking back, I think more of what I gained, well, along with the automotive knowledge, was just that time I spent with, uh, with, the, with Dad, just hanging out with him. It seems like every time we look at a car, there's always something about it that brings up a memory or something favorable, or that that's that one family member that always gives us the grief. Right. Yep. Uh, is there a particular? Uh, I mean, we're, we've looked at some of the cars that you've been involved in, and it just just makes our heart skip a beat uh, with joy. Is there any one that brings up really good that brings up those fond memories? I mean, it could be. Toyota Tercel or a Ferrari. I mean, <laughs> is there any car out there that that brings up that whenever you see it, like that was those are good times. You know, um, it's, it's amazing to think that I've had the uh, journey that I've had in life um, and and um, and met so many great people. I you know when I see certain cars, I, I mean, I remember um, these three uh, brothers, the McGowan brothers, and they all hung out. At and went to car shows and we'd see him at every car show. And when I see a, a you know, a certain Packard or a, a Duesenberg, they, that's what reminds me of those guys because mm-hmm. they were into that stuff. Uh, if I see a model, a Ford, I remember a certain uh, circumstance that my, my father uh, uh, was in, um, you know, and that's, that's what car, so important about cars is they bring people together and, you could be the richest person in the world. You could be the poorest person in the world. If you have the same type of feeling for a car or a certain mark, um, you're on equal ground. Yeah. And, and it doesn't right. matter, rich or poor, educated, mm-hmm. not educated, whatever it may be, right. cars level the playing field mm-hmm. and everybody's got the same type of attitude. It's, it, automobiles are wonderful and, and they bring you so many places. I was just telling my grandson yesterday that, I said, when are you going to get your license? You know, he's only five. You know, <laughs> he knows how to drive. 
he knows how to drive things, and I'm just trying to make sure that he realizes that at 16 years old, I mean, I was I was basically at the doorstep of the motor vehicle department to get my license. You right. know, when I turned 16, exactly, you know, sure. that morning at seven o'clock, I was there <laughs> to get my driver's well, license. Well, rumor has it you were nine years old with a Ferrari. Is that right? Well, no. I actually starting started driving tractors and on, on the family farm, and mm-hmm. then and then moved up to, to trucks. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when I was uh, uh, about twelve years old, I I made my own keys to my mother's car. And, and <laughs> oh, my, parents, my parents would go out uh, to the movies on Wednesday nights, and and uh, as soon as they left to go to the movies, I'd take my mom's car out for a ride. So gotcha. Um, okay. You know, and, and, but they teach, you know, on farms, you're you're the cheap labor, so they mm-hmm. teach you to do the chores that they mm-hmm. don't want to do. And part of it is driving tractors and, and gotcha. driving pickup trucks. Gotcha. So as okay. long as you could reach the pedals, you were hired. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're all guilty of sneaking the parents' car out at least once or twice uh, when we were young. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Sometimes sure. Uh, I have a story even before I was 16, me and my friends snuck out of 64 Mustang convertible oh, to pick nice. up some girls. That's, a, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so we go to a lot of car shows. We enjoy everything from the old classics to the brand new supercars. Do you have a preference? Where is an American Muscle V8 Muscle or you know the the V12 supercar power? Um, do you have a preference? Whether it's that Ferrari or that custom. Camaro that somebody's just got really souped up that has that deep roar and the horsepower. You know, I'm intrigued by everything. Uh, everything with wheels and a motor in it. It doesn't matter if it's two wheels, three wheels, four wheels, six wheels, whatever it's got. Um, you got to be intrigued by it. And, and what, if you really think about, so I, I look at cars maybe a little bit differently than a lot of people. I think about the, the way that they were built. Who thought of that idea? How did they come up with it? How did they design the car? Um, automobiles are more than just a, you know, a, a sculpture, a statement. They're mm-hmm. they're intriguing. Is, is to think. For instance, I go to Henry Ford Museum every once in a while, and 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 I go in there and I look at the generator. So there's a generator at the Henry Ford Museum that powered the. Rouge plant on the Rouge River, mm-hmm. and the generator was placed, and there were three of them placed a mile away from the plant. How did they figure out how to build that generator? They didn't go to Granger's to right, get right. the parts. Very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they designed and built everything with that generator, and then it worked. I mean, and 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 they figured out how the electricity, how much, how much it would lose going through a mile worth of cable to get it to the plant. Those are the type of things that intrigue me about cars. How did they build that engine? Who, who thought of all this stuff? And if you look at the really the early, early cars, there was so much innovation going on and so many companies in this country and around the world mm-hmm. that were coming up with these ideas. And sometimes it didn't work. Okay, you threw the idea away. But there was one person, um, and, and – uh, it's amazing what he did in, in, in finding General Motors. So William Durant, he was he was the guy that recognized all this stuff, mm-hmm. and he would go around and he would see who had the best ideas, and he would buy the company to get the idea. I so see. who had the yep. best transmission? Who had the wow. best engine? Who did, you know? And he formed the company General Motors mm-hmm. based on the innovations of certain companies. 
Right. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, William Durant was an unbelievable, brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. So between Henry Ford, William Durant, um, all these people that designed and built and, and, and made the automobile world what it is today, now we've got these wonderful cars uh, whether you love muscle cars, whatever it may be, exotics, classic cars, brass cars, whatever it is, it still interests me, every one of them. Yes. I, mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't walk away from any of them. Right. I, I want to hear the stories. I want to know everything about it. And, yeah. that, and that, I think that's the best part of it. Yes, oh, I agree with you. And, and uh, Wayne, also with your Chasing Classic Cars program, I mean – how does that content come about? Uh, what has been the most uh, interesting barn find that you have, you have found? Well, the content just happens. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's an unbelievable thing. When we had, we were filming 12 episodes a year. And after we had filmed two one-hour specials, um, um, we were offered the opportunity to do a, a series called, and we could call it anything we wanted. So mm-hmm. there was this girl, Shauna, she was in charge of programming and she met us out at Monterey and it's, it's a long story, but in the end she said, we trust you guys. We, you can call the show anything you want and you can do anything you want because we know you're going to do it well. Mm-hmm. And so chasing classic cars, we sat down one afternoon with a glass of wine and, and that's how that came up. Wow. Um, and then and then stuff just happened. Sure. Um, and, and so there's no script. There's no mm-hmm. set of ideas. It's like we get on the phone once a week and say, OK, uh, what are you chasing this week, Wayne? Well, there's a car in California. Or there's one down in Florida or in mm-hmm. Georgia or wherever it may be. Pack your bags. This is where we're going this week. And, wow. and it just happens like that. Oh, that's just fantastic. Um, you know, it's exciting the to hear. interesting the most interesting barn find, though, has to be the Stutz Bearcat. Okay. Yep. Um, so, so I mean, a gentleman calls me and says, I found a Stutz Bearcat in a barn in, in, in Georgia, in Statesboro, Georgia. And, and uh, I, you know, immediately I think of the guy found a Volkswagen and somebody told him it was a Stutz, you know, one of these replicas or something like that. And I said, well, how do you know? He says, well, it said Stutz on the radiator shell, and the guy said it was a Bearcat, so it's a Stutz Bearcat. Mm-hmm. So I said, did you take any pictures? And he said, no, I'm sorry, never took pictures. I said, well, would you go and take some pictures of it? He says, well, I live eight, eight hours away. I happen to be turkey hunting on this guy's <laughs> property, and that's I looked in the garage, and I found, found the car. Wow. How about that? So I, I said, it's going to be worth your while if you – Spend, spend some time. I said, I'll pay you $1,000 to go take pictures of the car. So oh. he did. He took pictures, and I, I looked. I said, oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's a real Stutz Bearcat. I said, how, how fast can I come down? He says, well, I don't know. Let's do it day after tomorrow. I'll tell the guy you're coming. And that's how it all happened. So I got the lead. I went down, and I just couldn't believe what I found. And, no, that's, and uh, it, it's probably the best find I've, I've ever had. It's that's exciting cool. to hear stories. Oh, like absolutely that. it is. Right. Let me just take one yeah, quick. It, 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 it curls your, you know, the hair on your, on your arms, you know, that, that type of feeling. Oh, it sure. It was funny. Uh, I knew I was going to buy the car. Um, I went down and I told a friend of mine that lived in Savannah, I said, be in Statesboro about a mile from this address at 10 o'clock on Thursday morning because I'm going to buy this car. And the minute I buy it, I want it. I want to get it out of there before the guy changes his mind. <laughs> Realize and, what he has. And, uh, 
And so once the wire transfer went through, the guy says, okay, it's your car. When are you going to come and get it? I said, well, let me call a friend of mine from Savannah and uh, see how soon he can be here. And in 15 minutes, my friend pulled in the driveway, and the guy said, that was the fastest trip from Savannah I've ever seen. <laughs> right. So Savannah's like two hours away. He says, that was the quickest trip I've ever seen. So. Wow. Well, that that's that is just absolutely cool. Let me let me take a quick moment here and ask our listeners please check out our sponsor GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car but all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And Wayne, I speaking about a barn find. How often do you have folks that are reaching out to you with really interesting car finds to say are you interested in this? Or is that basically how the whole show of chasing classic cars is? Um, formatted. Well, I mean, I, I, I go looking for them. Uh, people know that because, I mean, listen, uh, uh, television is the best advertising tool in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so if people see what you do and they happen to have something that you might be interested in, the phone rings. I mean, uh, we get probably 20 to 25 leads a day. Now, out of those 20 to 25 leads, there's probably one or two real good ones. Sometimes they're the 1949 Chevy that's uh, rotted up to the door handles and and i have no interest in mm-hmm. but yet uh, we respond to everyone um, but sometimes they're really great i mean you know phenomenal leads um mm-hmm. I, I got a call the other day from from a uh, young man whose grandfather uh, owns an uh, alfa romeo it's been in in their possession since brand new 1965 wow and uh and and now he's decided to sell it and it's, it hasn't moved since 1978. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's very interesting to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, unfortunately, if if this wasn't COVID uh, time mm-hmm. in our lives mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. COVID, I would be on an airplane in a matter of like 10 to 12 hours later. I would have booked a flight and been out to California. But now we just have to d- go over and have somebody take a look at it, some local person that I know. So. I see. These things do pop up quite often, and um, and uh, and that's that's how the the show is uh, is produced is just with basically things that happen in my life. Well, it's interesting. Um, we know you have a new book coming out, Affording Classics, or Gwen Craney's Guide to Affording Classics. Um, yeah. When when can we expect this book to come out? Uh, I've been noticing on your website that that uh, it's been in the pre-order stage for a, for a while now, do you have a publication date that that's going to be available? Yeah. So we're, we're actually we're just finishing up the book this week, um, putting it all together. It should go to press. I, I would say in the next two to three weeks. So, um, yeah, uh, people can find that book and all sorts of great merchandise uh, on our new website. So it's Wayne TV where we have a merchandise store where you can buy the books. Uh, you can, also uh, buy T-shirts and hats and coffee mugs and, and a bunch of other stuff. And they're really great quality items. We've spent a lot of time making sure that every item uh, meets our standards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's so important. You know, I've sent away for T-shirts in my life that, you know, you get it and it's, it looks like a piece of toilet paper, you know, when, right. when you get it. it's it, But we really paid attention to quality. So, um you know, the book is just one of many, many books to come. Uh, what we wanted to do is, is is try to point out to people that anybody can get into the car hobby. And, and we gave them some tips and, and some cars maybe to look at as a beginner. 
as to have an affordable classic in your life, something that you can really enjoy and and it's affordable. And so uh, that was our our first book, and there'll be many more on the way. Oh, that's great. Well, I can definitely uh, see three pre-orders coming, hopefully by the end of today. <laughs> that's, hopefully, right. no, that's great. Hopefully if we can get Absolutely. your uh, John Hancock on the, on the cover there. Uh, uh, before, yeah, we're going to be doing that, published. too. So we're, we're going we're gonna to be doing that at, at a lot of car shows, um, and then we'll also be able to do that for um, – for uh, mailing and uh, over the internet uh, merchandise. So, um, but we, we want to, you know, we want this uh, COVID thing to be over with so that we can go out and meet our fans and, mm-hmm. and talk to them. Right. Um, you know, person to person, there's nothing like a handshake and looking somebody in the eye and talking to them and listening to their stories and, and uh, signing a book for them. So that's something we're really looking forward to doing. Absolutely. I think we're all looking forward for COVID to be over to, to get out and we got car show, season coming up mm-hmm. here in the next uh, month and a half two months so hopefully uh we'll be able to go out and visit some of those uh this spring and summer yeah you know we've we've had so many great fans that have been asking for over over the years you know how can we communicate better with you wayne and, and find out what you're doing um look behind the curtain i guess uh, is, is what people always want to do they want to see a little bit more of what we show them on tv so we're forming a fan club, um, and then uh, part of that uh, uh, club is going to be, you know, a, a new magazine coming out, and that magazine is really going to be a fantastic uh, way of, of, of talking to people and showing what we're doing. We also have some some great writers and contributors to the magazine, uh, Bill Warner, who runs the Amelia Island Concours, Mike Brewer from Wheeler Dealers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my buddy Dick McClure out in California, that's uh, part of uh, Concordia Lemons. Uh, Judy Stropis, who's uh, just one of the most fantastic people uh, in, in the race world that you would never know that Judy has done so much. She was timing and scoring for Lamar cars and, and for every type of racing, endurance racing and everything. And, and Judy be part of, the, of, of our magazine. Robert Comerford, who course everybody's heard of and read his articles and all the different magazines over the world so we're very excited about this new magazine oh that's great so many other things uh, coming out too you know that we're gonna we're gonna be introducing in the next few months so we're we're excited about uh, doing it so stay tuned to social media outlets and you'll find out what's going to happen absolutely thank you our listeners are definitely going to have all that information because we're going to whatever links you have we're going to have them on uh on, our, on the, when the podcast comes out, we're going to have all those links on there, so that way our listeners will definitely stay in touch with you. They're already staying in touch with you. What are we talking about? <laughs> They'll just give them a quicker link to get to you. There you go. Uh, Wayne, Thank you very much. Sure. Got a question for you. I, I, I have a small collection of cars, uh, and I'd love to know, where do you see classic car values headed in the next five to ten years, and how can we continue to engage the younger generation to continue these, the appreciation for these cars? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's always been a concern for decades as to who's going to take over, you know, the automobile world. You know, it's happened for the last 30 years. People have been, you know, worried about that. You got to remember now, collector car hobby really didn't didn't start to get going until the 50s. Mm-hmm. So the hobby itself is really a young hobby. Um, you know, it's not like stamp collecting or coin collecting or something like that. It's been around for years, um, you know, you know, collecting art, whatever. Automobile collecting and, and treasures 
of, of automobiles. It's been a very, very short period of time. So we, we certainly hope that this will all sort of fall into place. And I, I believe in it uh, really well. I mean, mm -hmm. young people, it, it's going to maybe take a little longer for young people to get involved, but yet I think with the television shows, with the internet, and, and with so many things like cars and coffee now, mm -hmm. these are all um, things that we didn't have as, as kids. Um, and and I think that this is really something that's going to bring them into our hobby. They're going to collect cars that are a little different. But yet my analogy to all that is that, you know, you grow up. And so, um, you know, you when you're in high school, you, you sneak a beer. And when you go to college, you do shots. And then when you finally grow up, you drink fine wine. <laughs> right. And so, you know, they're going to maybe drive cars that, you know, aren't very interesting to us as, as, as the wine drinkers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, they're, they're going to they're going to have cars that are just something to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then when they grow up, they're going to be wanting Duesenbergs and Packards. They're going to be wanting Ferraris and Lamborghinis. So mm -hmm. there's so many uh, ways of looking at it. I just think that the hobby is, is stronger than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. It's just more broadly recognized than it ever has been too. people around the world. I mean, we're, we're in 52 countries around the world, our television show. That's awesome. And, and yeah. we have fans all over the world. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't happening 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think, the, I think the hobby has grown dramatically, and I, and I think it will continue. And, and, and just to touch on that, would you agree that you think that, that the ability that people actually seeing these in cars in person, I, I know cars and coffee and then uh, the different charitable uh, car shows that people put together that people in the community say, I didn't even realize Packards were in this in our town, but rather when I know when we were teenagers, most of these cars were garage queens. They were they were kept away, tucked away. The people that owned them had them. Stay away. Don't 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 even look at it. It's mine. But now you've got all everybody bringing them out, saying sharing these mm -hmm. works of art with everybody, and it it would seem that that is going to really be the thing that'll help the next generation become interested, as opposed to seeing it on a picture or in a magazine or on a poster, seeing these things in person really bring a wow factor to uh, seeing all these different cars. You know, we, I, I think back in my youth and, and, and what we did as kids and, and, you know, so we went cruising at night, you know, and, and so it was, it was something different where you'd bring your car out and, and you just cruise around town. And we, we had a place called the farm shop and we used to all hang out in the farm shop parking lot and walk around, talk to each other about our cars and, you know, and, and meet girls. I mean, it was, it was a great part of life. Mm -hmm. um, we'd go to Connecticut dragway, you know, on the weekends and, and we'd go to ice races in the winter. There was so many activities going on with uh, uh, car related things. You don't find that so much today, the cruising around and, and, you know, and, and, and going to drag strips because the drag strips have all sort of dwindled away, all these racetracks. Mm -hmm. and, and so they're major, huge drag strips now and, and racetracks instead of all the smaller ones that used to be around. But yet, I think that people find different ways to, to bring your cars out and, and, mm -hmm. and enjoy each other's company, you know. You know, one of the things that we we got to do this summer because we're so enclosed and there really wasn't supposed to be any car shows around is we got together at a, at a local brewery 
And so these these breweries were popping up all over the place. And, and so we'd go on Thursday nights, just hang out. Maybe there was 15, 20 cars and, and just talk about our cars. And, and a lot of the guys uh, that showed up would have different cars in their collection. So they'd always bring something a little bit different. So, it, you know, there's there's different ways of doing it. And mm-hmm. I, I think that I think these cars and coffee events, the brewery things, these are all ways of, of getting together and, and just enjoying each other's company and each other's cars. Wayne, one 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 trivial question that we always ask most of our guests is what car did you take your driver's test in? What car did I take on my driver's test? Yeah. I took my mother's 1961 Oldsmobile Starfire convertible. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> the car that I'd st- stolen uh, or, or borrowed, I, I guess I could say, <laughs> from my mother uh, without her knowledge uh, when I was 12 and 13 years old. When I was 13, though, I got caught. Yeah. And mm-hmm. So my my parents finally figured out what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so they waited at the end of the street for me to come down to the stop. <laughs> oh. And, 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 and and it was all over, you know, and yeah. and my father was a person that, that he didn't have to touch me, he didn't have to hit me, he didn't have to yell at me. He just looked at me. Right. I knew mm-hmm. I, was, I was in serious trouble. Yeah. And yeah. Um, after a couple of weeks, that was all forgotten. And then I started all over again. So there you go. But yeah, <laughs> right. 60, 61 old Starfire convertible, one of the most fantastic cars in the world. Mm-hmm. You could smoke the tires in that car just at any time. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. It's a great car. Wayne, is there a car that you haven't been behind the wheel of, and what are you possibly currently seeking at the moment? Oh, boy. Um, you know, people always ask, what's my favorite car? Mm-hmm. My favorite car is the next car. Yeah, right, um, right. It's, 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 it's not anything that I have currently. It's always, you know, you're always on the search and always on the chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, chasing the next thing in the next car. Um, you know, I, I'd really love to be able to drive um, a Bonneville salt flat car. Okay. I've not, wow. I, I have one, and so I can say I've been behind the wheel, but not at speed. Uh, I see. And that's something that really intrigues me is, mm-hmm. is being able to go f- fast. I've, I've been probably 185 miles an hour in, in, in cars before. Uh, 190 around there wow. but those were street cars ferraris at 40s at 50s that kind of stuff um but never over 200 miles an hour and and that really intrigues me so i'm i've been preparing myself for that journey for the past couple of years um i'm severely claustrophobic so trying to get myself ready by putting my helmet on and, uh-huh. and all the things and being belted into the car for long periods of time um so that's that's that's. I think that that's probably the biggest thing I want is, is behind the wheel of my Bonneville car going 200 miles an hour. Wow, yep, that would be exciting. Absolutely no would. I like watching the videos yeah. mm-hmm. when uh, when they were doing the speed testing and the the, the things out at the salt flats. Yeah, that's uh, especially back in the the 60s and 70s where the safety and things aren't anywhere close to where it is today. <laughs> right. uh, exactly. Just the the bravery and yeah, just I, the. You know, we're just going to do oh, it yeah. and see and, what and happens. It, and it's it's still going on today. I mean, you know, Bonneville is just a different breed of person. I know a lot of guys that are Bonneville guys. You know, the, so my my wife caught me one morning. I was I was sitting 
what I've been trying to do is get myself prepared by wearing my helmet, my Hans device. So I sit uh, sometimes at 5 a.m. and I do my emails. My wife got up early one morning and looked at me, and I'm sitting in front of my computer with my helmet on. And, and she, she says, you're totally insane. What are you doing? And I said, well, I'm preparing to go to Bonneville. And she says, so what, what do you get money is, is a prize or you get a trophy? I said, no, you get a red hat. All right. <laughs> and that's all you get is the red hat. Gotcha. And says, you know, the 200-mile-an-hour club. And, and, again, she just shook her head in, in disbelief. And she says, stay home. I'll buy you a red hat. Said, no, that's okay. you gotta earn. you got to earn the hat. you got to earn that's it. Right. That's so, exactly um, right. Um, and so it's very intriguing to me. Wayne, I know that uh, we've captured about a half hour of your time, and I know you're busy. We have one final question here, just real quick, if you don't mind. Um, so we know you're in the 16th season of your Chasing Classic Cars. Um, do we have 16 more seasons to go, I hope? Um, I'm prepared. Um, that's for sure. We're, you know, we've got a great production company that I work with, um, very lean and mean. There's there's really three of us that go out on the road together, myself, my producer, my cameraman. So we are totally uh, jazzed to do more. There's no end in sight. Um, but, uh, you know, one of these days, you know, people say, when are you going to stop doing the show? I said, well, when it's not fun anymore. Right. And Absolutely. I don't see that happening Absolutely. anytime soon. Right. So, yes, there's What's plenty, that? plenty more chasing classic cars down the road. Great. That's, That's awesome. Yep. I know it's exciting. Uh, I'm excited about it. I love the show. Uh, just want to throw this out there. If you ever need somebody, uh, when you go on one of these shows to go get you beers, I'd be happy to go fetch you beers. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. And you have a well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I've yeah. had a lot of guys, uh, a lot of people offer to carry my luggage to do all those things. And, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty you know, self-contained person. I carry my own <laughs> luggage and, and I order my own glasses of wine. So it's, it's all good. But, but I do appreciate the offer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Wayne, um, on behalf of John, Eric, Nikki, and I, and our sponsors at GD Hearing, we thank you for doing this with us today, and we have so enjoyed speaking with you and certainly wish you much continued success in the years to come. And uh, for our podcast listeners, please uh, view us on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, uh, we just want to say thanks for your time today, Wayne. And I, yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. And and also, thank you for the the book you gave me. It was very interesting. Oh, thank you. And 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 and, and great great information. So, well, well, thank uh, you. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was a that was a fun uh, that was a fun uh, idea that was compiled, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to read it. So, thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. I hope to see you guys soon at the next car event. Yeah, absolutely, Wayne. We'll send you some pictures. All right. All right. Take thank you, Wayne. Now. Take thank care. You. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.